<laughs> look, every time we get look, every time we try to put in some sound, some music, you know, Janina's playlist, you just keep sending me some shit. Like, don't y'all dare monetize this shit, okay? So, I mean, we never yeah. do. So, what's the fucking problem? I'm just saying. You just got to roll with it for now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good night, and good day. I did not post the link. So, I know people are waiting for us, and I know they expect us to be late. And for once, we're on time. (laughs) Um, I mean, except you're late with the link, so keeping with the tradition. Right. Well, that that was not my job. That was Janina's job. Oh, no, we're not going to discuss jobs, honey. You're the boss. That means that you have to decide how everything flows and you drop the ball. So it comes back. Speaking like a true boss that she is, hello, Andrine. (laughs) I don't like Yeah, buddy. (laughs) That's not how it works. Uh... I found it. I've got it. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all trying to play me. Uh, this is how life works. How are you feeling? That's right. Yeah. So good day, good evening, good night, and good morning. And welcome to another exciting episode of Real Tennis Podcast. We have been away for far too long. And y'all don't even need to ask. It's Janina's fault. That's just 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 <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you don't need to go into very much specific, but you know, it's just Janina's fault. Blame far in Ohio. I mean, like any excuse you want to put, you know, you can do that. So I hate you. It's all right. <laughs> she tells me this every day. So don't every day. Don't think it means anything. So if you were joining the live at this point, they might be, you know, missing the introduction, but you know, here we are. Ladies, good day, good night, good morning. Hello. I haven't seen you. I mean, we, we talk all the time. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, but you know, we don't talk, you know, Tennis. like this. So let me, you know, let me introduce you, you know, to the world. And first of all, we have Andrine from Soli Tennis Travel. <laughs> Wait. Am I trapped in the 40s? I don't really care what's going on there. You know what this sounds like? I mean, this is like old, old school. Yeah, unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, it also sounds like I'm about to get one of those reels that that starts beeping. Beep, beep, beep. News reels from World War II. Um, Yes. Hello. Let us not. Let's hope we don't get one of those news reels. Like, you know, because Mm -hmm. we'll be in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, Andre? Very good. I'm having my cup of coffee and I'm ready to talk uh, dirty tennis. Yes. And <laughs> for the fans, just so you know, Andrina was on the East Coast. I saw her. She took me to see Lion King. I mean, it's a good thing the tickets were free because I would have <laughs> want my money back. And she took me to see Macbeth, which covered a multitude of sins. And yes, like, it did. I should have paid her. Yes. To take her to take me a lot. <laughs> you know, so that was fun. So and she took me to a fancy swanky, you know, bar, grill, whatever, <laughs> where I mean the potions were really big. I was trying to get my supervisor who was leaving to take us there because she offered to pay. But homegirl realized bitch was on a budget. 
<laughs> just to a pizza party kind of thing. And, you know, we had to pay. But then eventually she said, you know, no, you can cover it. The oh. food was all right. But, you know. Next time, tell her to call me. I know how to treat people. <laughs> I know, right? But, hey, I won't tell you the obvious difference, but, you know, not for, you know, not this kind of podcast. And we have, from far in Ohio, we have Janina. I mean, that's what you get. You know what? You're an asshole. (laughs) All day, every fucking day. It is true. Don't ever forget it. It is true. Uh, I know. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, you see, I was right. I'm not being an asshole. I just can read the room. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't. I can't with you. I'm good. I'm good. You sure your kid is on vacation? Coming up You can't get rid of him. True. He's on vacation now. So, what you gonna do? (laughs) I'm sending him off next week. (laughs) It better not be to New York. Okay. (laughs) No, that's the week after. (laughs) Get ready. Get ready, Uncle Reels. (laughs) <laughs> um, and we have Zenobia in the chat. Do I know other people are listening in, uh, uh, away from, uh, not in the chat. Zenobia, how are you doing? And of course, there is Reels. Um, we're here. So Andreen said, and once on what Andreen says is the law, um, that we should keep to a nice, tight 90 minutes. <laughs> and we were on time today. So we started at 12 on the dot. <laughs> so... At 1.30, the lights are cutting off. Con Ed is coming to unplug this shit. So. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Just letting you know. So if there are any questions or concerns you have, put them in the chat or uh, DMS or, uh, you know, it's somewhere, you know, on the Twitter sphere. Hey, let me in the other chat, please. You already in the chat. I don't know what you mean. I mean, um, yeah. Okay. I'm switching out platforms. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, that's supposed to Nina be next. I get to be here twice. And we can hear you twice. That's the problem. I'm leaving. So let's remove. We're good. Okay. We're good. We're good now. Awesome. I was about okay. to kick you out. Thank you. <laughs> so, where do we start in this mess and madness? I mean, it's fabulous. Fabulous. I mean, let me just get one thing out of the way. Kim has gone again. So, oh. we wait, didn't know she wait, came. She retired, I guess. But she apparently, she okay. she said she realized the game that the girls don't give a shit <laughs> about <laughs> what you got going on. And I think she imagined that she was going to come back and meet Serena some way and, you know, get herself to a, you know, so Serena be giving these fire sale finals. And she <laughs> said, why not get another major? <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, let me avenge that Australian Open loss, you know, which still hurts. And, you know, little people remember, this is back in the day before tennis was invented. 2002, mm-hmm. Venus had abdominal um, tear, and she beat mm-hmm. Kim Clises in the Wimbledon semifinals. So, so mm-hmm. injuries did increase the likelihood of greatness in one's performance, even back then. Um, Venus got her ass kicked in the finals. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and Irene delayed. Help Vina. <laughs> so he got, I mean, her stomach was corseted 
I mean, like, she couldn't even sneeze. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, she played like she had an injury. But grass was never um, Kim's favorite surface, as you all know. You know, I mean, she let that totally snatch that away. I mean, 2007. I mean, like, but hey. So that's out of the way. And speaking of retirement, should we start in WTA? Sure. I mean, Varty retired. I mean, and this is legit, legit retired. This is not like going to play cricket. We'll or see. Whatever. I don't feel like it's been long enough yet for it to be legit. I mean, she said I think she, she seemed bored enough for it to be legit. <laughs> I mean, literally, she looked around and said, okay, let's just take good. a moment and mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. how much we need to talk about this by asking the question Do you miss her? Do I miss Barty? Correct. You know what? No. And I know that people like the idea of a stable champion, but I think what they forgot was I wanted a stable, dynamic champion. Yeah, but you didn't say that though in the beginning. You see, that's the problem. You no, just I never said you said wanted any. a stable I champion. I, no, see, I was never one to, 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 to preach WTA stability. I like a ruckus. And if you're going to have, um, a, you know, an ATP that is basically the same, I liked the contrast of the WTA tossing us new champions every week and convincing us this new person is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I like that. That's what. Crazy, that's my crazy. jam. I mean, I mean, to be <laughs> honest with you, w, I mean, crazy. to be honest with you, WTA wasn't saying that. WTA ain't saying nothing about any of their champions. It's they people did. on the Twitter vote saying that. Oh, they were saying all me these that things. Marty was stabilizing. It was so great to see a champion that was all surface champ, who was stabilizing the tour, who was giving someone to reach for. But why do we miss Barty when we have Schwantek right there? Oh boy. I mean, well, yes, the new I don't number miss one, Barty. Schwantek. I don't know if I enjoy Schwantek. Schwantek. Mm -hmm. Fontek, Iga. Iga. I mean, I Iga. don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. She has to grow on me. I don't know what I think of her yet. That's the truth. I just don't know because, um, you know, her tennis doesn't do it enough for you. Mm, she doesn't do it enough for me. I know that. Did you notice? I separated it. I said her tennis. <laughs> I separated. I was like, we must separate the person from their tennis. <laughs> That's yeah. the lesson the world is telling us. Separate the person from their deeds. Yeah, I mean, her tennis is okay. I mean, but I mean, actually, I mean, I think she has become more consistent, right? Because yep. ever Stroke since she won the French Open, she would look cute and sexy in the first week. You and know, very solid, run through the draw. And then that round of 16 quarterfinals hit. And then Iga is like, First matchup, she's gone. You didn't even know this. Wait, wait, wait. Iga played already? Yes, Iga's home. <laughs> 45 she's minutes. back to Poland. <laughs> On the plane to Poland. Right? But she looks like she's ready for things. But it's just the clay season, right? No, no. On the heart as well. I mean, Miami, whatever. She's kind of dominating everything. Yeah, she hasn't lost in like 36 or 37 I matches. Mean, wait, remind me. Who won the Oz Open? No clue. Body. That's oh, yeah, one, yeah. Yes, oh yes, 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 yes. There you go. See, sorry. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, I think this is a legitimate. Um, this is a legitimate streak. We can't judge. She won it. Rome, and she won yes. the French Open. Luckily, exactly. Look at that. So Usually, Rome is a blight for the WTA. <laughs> <laughs> She's building on her talents. She's building. No, Rome is a blight for the ATP. Um, yeah, no. But no, I think Schwantek is the legitimate. I mean, uh, my sense of her though is. 
I don't want her rise to be necessarily the only thing that's noteworthy on the WTA side. Because if you were thinking, if you looked at the the, the sort of storyline that was primed for Roland Garros, it was just her streak, nothing else. There was no other storyline on the WTA side. Mm-mm. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. this is the only thing that you're hoping to compel me. That's just not going to work. I'm not sitting here waiting to see how many number of matches this person's going to win. Um, but, you know, I do appreciate the pairing of her with um, Rafa as a, a sort mm. of ideal, I guess, or whatever the heck that is. Um, but I do have to refer to Bridge P, our favorite <laughs> absent podcast co-host of sorts in the past. Bridge P saying that, is it okay for WTA champions to recognize that other WTA champions have existed? <laughs> Why is their model the male player? Hey. True story. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not that I say I want her to say that she wants to be the new Chrissy Everett, but truth be told, Chrissy's pretty big was pretty ruthless on clay, no? Yep. I mean, she was, <laughs> I mean, and Monica, I mean, like in living memory. I mean, if you want to pretend like you don't know who Chrissy is, like she used to play tennis. I just know she was talking all the time. I mean, you know, Monica had these Arancha, and Arancha has always got some comments somewhere. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's a thing. And I mean, like, I mean, even Kucheva, um, you know, oh, she poor thing, had, though. I mean, barely recognized her. We're like, where did she go? Yeah, she got fluffed out in the first round. I mean, but you know what? I'll just say, I will say, I will. I'll give Schwantek this. The the um, improvement from the mental side, the therapist on tour, um, has been wonderful. Whatever that electronic machine that she has hooked up to her brain that we saw on TV, whatever that's doing, um, it's better than what she was doing in um, at the WTA finals. I mean, she was really a mess. She looked like she was close to tears every 10 minutes. Um, and she was quickly... In Guadalajara? Set, yeah, in Guadalajara. She was set packing, and she looked very fragile, which is something I keep in mind when I see her rise, both in terms of great, look how far she's come, and also knowing that we can easily get her back there and probably make the tour more fun again. So that's what I'm looking forward to. It's a little bit of a faltering so that maybe someone else could burst through. Mm. Um, that's true. Um, while we're here, so she's the new number one and... Mm-hmm. By miles, honey. She's already qualified, I think, for the Yeah, she's doing final. some fucking ATP shit, man. <laughs> I, I mean, got triple the points or some crazy I stuff. mean, Serena back in the day was, you know, doing that. She's but I just wanted to... Right. What's Sorry. that? Andrew, go sit in the naughty chair. What did you say? Nothing. She said nothing. <laughs> but she's I just want y'all Serena. to know, so this is the WTA Top 10. Mm-hmm. And I know it's math, and I'm pretty good at math. Yeah, but I still need someone to explain simple arithmetic to me, right? So sure. Swantec is at 8,600, right? Mm-hmm. Contavit, Annette Contavit, is at number two with 4,326. <laughs> wow. Then Paula Badosa, right? <laughs> 4,245. Then Ons Jabur at number four with 4,150. Sakari. Is at five, forty sixteen. Sabalenka thirty nine sixty six. She just got bagelled in wherever <laughs> they were playing. 
I don't know I think how Kaplitska, right? mm-hmm. whatever her name is, you know, the one who makes money. Yep. She's number seven. I don't think this girl has won two matches in a row all year. <laughs> and I mean, in not just the calendar year. I'm and literally that, talking friend, about the last That is the state months. of the WTA. I mean, she got Stop to the it! There's no state of the WTA. This is just if, the... And that's the problem. If Carolina Pliskova do not get back to the finals of Wimbledon, oh, yeah. homegirl going to be in the boonies. She's going to play in qualies for qualies. No, right? Because, well, I don't know. What does it mean when they're going to... They're not earning points. So what? She just loses. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, well, See? Even that. Oh, it's that on the ATP concept. side. Oh, no, no. It's everybody. The whole yeah. tournament, right? Yeah. The, I think okay. it's, it's a joint tournament. Um, all right, then. There <laughs> they we got go. together. So Pliskova is going to be playing WTA 125 come September. She's going to be there. She mm. can't. She got to qualify qualify for the US Open. Then Pagula is number eight. Yep. Daniel Collins is number nine, and Gabin Muguruza is number ten. But I if mean, you flip it, if you flipped it in terms of who has the most personality, in the reverse, it works perfectly. I mean, Start from 10, go to one. That's what you want to say. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of true. But we have, um, and some of the more interesting people, I think, are outside of the top 10. Emma Raducanu is number 11. Wow. Um, Just Kazutina so close. is number 12. I mean, yeah, because, and mind you, how many points you get? 29.75. Oh. So if she don't defend this US Open. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I'm sure this 975 is from Wimbledon. <laughs> okay. But you know what, too? It's I mean, in some ways, the um, in some ways, the the ranking points are kind of generous for everybody, right? At this point, right? Because I like, I don't know how look at it. Match. The parity between two and the rest means that there's just room for so much movement. I mean, just putting aside Fontek, which we should always do. You could now just <clears> look at the WTA beneath number one as where the battle is. It's like there's no clear favorite out there, right? And then so number t- thirteen is um, Kazakina is number twelve. Coco Goff, look at got Coco. The she went up ten spots. Wow, she is number thirteen. Krejcheva fell twelve spots. Yeah, and is number fourteen. Leila <laughs> Fernandez is number fifteen. Ostapenko and somebody, no, you gotta explain this math to me. Ostapenko is sixteen. Well, remember, remember, Astapenka had a really nice start to the year, a really great run, and then at Indian where out on the park early in the (laughs) (laughs) run where she had a nice lead, she had a nice set of um, she had a nice set of tournament wins before Indian Wells in March. And so, I mean, which is why everyone expected her to do things at Indian Wells and it didn't come to fruition. But given, listen, if someone else is taking all the points, okay. <laughs> then it's I mean, okay, I get else. that. Tony is asking who is Pliskova, and I agree. I'm just like, I don't even know how she is in any any top ten, but mess. Like she is losing spectacular to matches. I think yeah. the French Open match that she actually won this, um, she was supposed to lose it. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me, and I'll tell you. Wait, I'll tell you the rest because it gets even more interesting. Mm-hmm. So seventeen is Benchich. 18 is Kerber. Again, I don't know how this math is mathing. Azarenka is number 19. Simona Halep is number 20. Mm. Look, I mean, 
Listen, I don't know. You can't, oh. you can't critique any of that. Let me think. What I think is so amazing about that list, I know you're focused on the math, which is its own thing. Mm-hmm. And also, it's hard for me because I can't quite tell what's going on with the frozen points, the points that Wimbledon's not going to give and all of that. So we'll have to sort of take a look at that after. But every single person that you've just named on the top 20 mm-hmm. has the opportunity to win a slam this year. That's what is the WTA's brand. I think this notion of stability on the WTA side is silly. What you know is the parody is such that any one of them can turn their their attention to it. Garbine could turn her attention to grass and decide, I think I want to do well this this Wimbledon and and snatch a title. Anyone in the Fair top enough. two you mentioned, right? Like that's what's interesting about the WTA except is that they have except Contavi. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yes, Contavi yeah. somehow really falls <laughs> she right would. at the I mean, right she would do all the, the work to get to and do even work harder to lose. I mean, Uh-oh. I'll make a case for it. I mean, since I'm the solely traveler person, she's such a pleasure to watch live. But yeah, she really is. Whatever she can do to figure out how to get over that mental hump. That my Joe's <laughs> leave him wherever he is. Uh, oh, is like, she I, with him now? She's moved just, on from um from the, the Dimitrov? Dimitrov, I think. So she's moved to oh, she's moved to the guy that's gonna make her have an eating disorder. Yeah, that's uh, sad. Dimitrov? But you're right. Um no 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 Dimitrov, Dimitrov was with her before. Andrean's saying she's with Sears now. No, no, that's what somebody asked me. It was Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Someone was asking, is it Nigel Sears? I hope that. But I know that she did I did see an, an announcement that he, he was moving on from coaching her. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, she well, no longer is with the Russian. <sighs> So he's doing I mean, well with him. I wonder what happened. Nobody I seems mean, to stay with him long. What's his deal? Well, he he's gets them like, there. He gets them there, right? Because that's what he did to Sabalenka. He gets them to the to the almost to the finishing line, but they can't get over it. I don't know what it is. There. Y'all are saying Dimitrov. You mean Tersanov? Tersanov, yes. Oh yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah, Tersanov. I was just like Dimitrov. He's still playing. He needs no. a Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri. Dimitri yeah. Tersanov. That's Dimitri. what yeah. we're getting hung up on. Anyways, let's move on. Yeah. So um, the the Nobis, we have 10. hope in Muggs. We just know that Muggs is capable. But Tony is right. As we've said, Venus and Serena are not in the draw. So Muggs doesn't have motivation to do anything. But you know what? I understand that. I understand that from Muggs. But I mean, I mean, are you going to be motivated looking around and saying, I really get to be Schwantek? Although, no, no, that's probably. But I mean, like, I mean, it does say something, you know, like I beat Venus and Serena for my majors as opposed to I beat Daniel Collins. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't. It's a different thing. I mean, I, no tea, no shade. But I mean, it's just how these things are weighed. Or you beat up on poor Coco in our first final. I mean. But, but fewer careers have been built on, many careers have been built on less. So I say. And Gabin gets, well, I mean, well, Venus did take her to a tie break. So, I so. mean, Serena, I don't know what you were doing in that French Open, girl, but it wasn't playing tennis. <laughs> the fire sale started early back in 2016. And you give Angie that title um, in 2016. So I'm you know, seeing you a comment in the chat that um Terzanov had travel issues, which with as with the Russian passport, probably I guess right now is a little bit tricky. You know what? Nobody has talked about that on the coaching side. Would love to talk about that um when we eventually come back around to Wimbledon and the mm-hmm. post-Wimbledon follow-up with the politics, because apparently. RG was decided to be completely apolitical. So we'll save the politics for Wimbledon, I suppose. Um, we ready but, to get into that? No. no so, no, um, okay. well, we, we will. We're about to. That was my transition reels. How do you like it? 
I want, I want to just go back one step backwards, you know, and just simply say, you know, in nods to Deb, who's now here today, um, you know, her baby girl, Coco, got to the finals after French singles and doubles. She didn't snatch a trophy, but, you oh, know, and not, everyone was... Go- I mean, we're not going to hit that yet. We're going to hit the peak first. We're going to hit the peak. I'm going to talk what? about Coco. But I don't understand. We don't want to talk about Coco. We want no, to no, no. Coco. I said I want to talk about Coco. No, I want to talk about what Coco did for me. What did Coco? Because I have you? felt really disconnected from tennis. It's not been interesting to me, and it was so fun watching her on that run and watch how she handled herself in every moment. You guys know that you know. I watch a match. It happens. I move on. Yep. Even if I'm emotionally invested, I'm not overly emotionally invested. Coco made me cry. When? In the final, okay. when she lost, in just her outpouring of emotion, I could see the whole match. She was frustrated. And, you know, that's fine. This is her first time in a major final. Your your time is coming. But she was just the release at the end, and she's on the sideline, and she's crying. And, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I was sad that she didn't lose, but I was so happy that she was there and I was excited for tennis. And I just was like out of nowhere emotional. And I'm like, baby girl, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. But I was really surprised because honestly, I don't remember the last time I cried over sport. It's been years. So I am really, really, really excited to have somebody that's able to move me that way emotionally when you know my faves are old and broken and maybe never coming back it's and don't so show fun up. Your faves and don't guys. show they're up not, they don't show but up. it's so fun to think that there truly is somebody who i am looking forward to you know i'm i've latched on to a couple of the young guys but nothing has moved me like this and i was just like praise the lord because i was really wondering if i was done with tennis true story that's You're not looking for Paula, um, Paula um, Bedosa? No. Or Paula? Uh, but, but you know what? I mean, that's a really... But can I just also say the thing about Coco's run, though, is how she it was like a sneak attack by Coco. Mm-hmm. Did anyone see her coming? Mm-mm. Did anyone anticipate well, this? I mean, like, yeah, I think I, mean, I, I, think I nice did. draw for her, but did anyone I, really see her overwhelming her own kind of incapacities at time and just kind of get out of her own, her own way and make it to this final. It felt soon. I mean, it felt people are like, it's right on time, but also it felt like it came out of nowhere for me. Well, she, she, I mean, like she had been here before. So the experience of playing well at the French, she got to the quarters last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was also for me, the fact that, that, you know, that people, people didn't show up. I mean, they did show up. They weren't playing great. So yeah, mentally they just weren't present so i think she for me she was like you know she was in her own thing she was she she, she did the job really well on play she looks good she was on i'm minding clay. my business i'm not concerned who's also not she here. wasn't playing excellent and got to the final which i yeah. think right well for somebody exactly like if she could have got that serve under control mm, holy free shit points baby free points here and there yeah, and I sure think her I, time will come though. I but mean, I I I'm, I love the development. I love the fact that you know, like everyone was like, you know, I think the narrative when Emma won last year, like, oh, Coco should feel some type of way and all this drama, like, oh, Emma, and it's just like, boo, the race is for the, it's not for the swift, it's for the ever enduring. 
tennis is taking your time, you know, get in there. And I'm happy. And because this year people were like, oh, she shouldn't be with her parents. Maybe it's time to get oh, rid of her parents. They always start with the parents stuff. Yeah. She seems, she you know what I like very about... well for who, for where she is in the world in terms of her ranking. I don't understand why people always start going for the parents. They don't seem that. Well, you know what I like about her parents? Um, regardless of them being coaches, they're athletes. Yeah, they understand true. and she's so young so i think it's probably good for her to have some people close to her because she is so young that she can trust right hopefully um hopefully we don't find out any crazy stories about her parents but who understand what it's like to be a professional athlete i think that's probably so valuable and protecting a black Athlete, a black yes. female Amen. athlete. Black female athlete yeah. Amen. I think it's great that her parents are there and that they have a level of understanding of what's happening at this level. You know, I I know her mom for sure, but weren't her both her parents professional athletes? Yeah, I think both. Um, but her being, I I think that's probably invaluable. And they have her grounded. What I love is that she's not here, there, and everywhere. You know, like, you know, it's like she's still a child. She acts like a teenager. She graduated high school. You know, know. she's having a good time. She had an amazing graduation week. If only I could, you know. I mean, I I mean, I'm not taking away the trophy, but the check still looks good. (laughs) And the check is clearing. Okay. So I'm not mad at that. But I have to say there's one thing that really struck me about that encapsulate, you know, what tennis is and Coco and, you know, just the unique being she is and everything. I don't remember which match it was, but she had an encounter with the, the umpire and the umpire said to her, this yeah. woman with the fish lips, she was just yes. like, you know, um, I'm giving you a coaching warning. And Coco was just like, okay, girl, but what, do you, what am I being warned for? And she said, you know, like, signal. I just like, watch the thing. She's like, girl, we ain't got no signal. But what do you want me to tell him? She's just like, we'll talk about it later. And she's just like, no, we can't talk about this later because later is that you're going to find me again. Mm-hmm. You're saying that I there is coaching going on, but you can't articulate to me what it is that's going on here. And neither the umpire nor the commentators understood what was actually going on here. And Coco well, was absolutely right. Because the thing is that if tennis keeps saying these kind of things about illegal coaching and whatever, and it's, again, we have this other situation where you know, usually when you when you go after the men, they entertain some raucous and bad behavior. In fact, last time I saw Stephanos was just like, well, he's doing it too. Yeah. Um, his people are doing it too. And the comment is just like, yeah, that happens. But Coco was just like, I don't, my father and I do not have any hand signals. Mm-hmm. You're saying that there was hand signals, but you can't say what it is these hand signals are. And mm-hmm. you want us to have this discussion later when you are but currently here's... penalizing me right now. In this moment, here's the problem with that. It wasn't a problem. I shouldn't. I shouldn't start by saying that. Um, Coco handled handled herself brilliantly. People should exactly. fucking take notes and watch. But I think the breakdown there. I kept. I, I saw that live. I was watching it, and I understood what Coco was saying. Absolutely. Tell me what he's doing. What should I tell him? What I wanted so bad, which would have shut it all down and the umpire would have had to either been very clear or just moved on in this point never came. Coco, I wanted Coco to say, show me 
what he's doing. Not tell me what to tell him because that's what she meant. She wanted the umpire to say, you know, what? tell me exactly what he's doing, but she never got quite there and that would have shut it down. Like if the umpire is saying you're doing hand signals, Poco should have said, show me the hand signal so I can tell him to stop that because the chair thinks that you're coaching me. And it never got to that point and that would have just, that would have taken care of it, but it was bullshit. It was well, bullshit. Maybe they're going to do a behind the scenes like they did at the Australian Open and find the coaching signals like they did with Stefano. So, Coco, be on the lookout. You might be on hidden camera when they try to figure <laughs> yeah, out but, but what is that, that mysterious but, signal. But this that is the thing that I don't think asking. that, but I don't think players need to be quote unquote even articulate and whatever. If you say I did something wrong, you should tell me. You should tell me exactly what it is. Yeah. It can't be an ambiguous thing. I right. suspect you are doing something. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> Which is why I wanted because her you are, to say, because you are show me exactly what he was doing. Yeah. But I, again, the umpire should have understood that right away and been like, he's doing X, Y, and Z. She, well, you know what? Because, she, because the thing probably... about the umpire is that the umpire didn't want to engage with the conversation. Mm-hmm. She kept saying, we can have this discussion later. And Coco is just well, like, and you know what was we really can have this discussion later. This you know what was dis- really interesting? Coco actually said, we don't have hand signals. Yeah, and exactly. she said, listen, she said, I know you don't, but she said that. She said, I know you don't, but. but appearances. But you know what? I think what this suggests to me is that when you're giving a particular warning, you should actually say what it is for and what part of the rules demonstrates it like exactly. you know justifies it so rule number one two four five blah no coaching signals blah 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 done here do you know what i mean but usually if you don't if you're not able to call it out as specifically as that it feels like it's some bullshit and the discretion of the person and not only that it changes the tenure of the match right we have these issues all the time with tennis right where the umpire inserts himself into the thing they say something they do something change the whole tenure of the whole match and then we're like oh well it balances out somehow like he can't count it and it's just like tennis and then is you 20 judge the player based on their reaction exactly the interruption which is like well if you don't know how to deal with an umpire rea- interrupting you then you get judged harshly by fans right um i mean the good thing for coco because she knew she was going to be judged is that she was plain speaking and kept a level tone, um, which mm-hmm. everyone really celebrated. Um, <laughs> I put it back on the umpire. Yes. Like, girl, this you said this to me. So this didn't mar. Take your whole chest. So this didn't mar the, at her run, though. No, so no, no, no. But I thought that it encapsulates, you know, just like how, you know, like, uh, I don't want to even put race into it, but, you know, the frustration at times where players are constantly put in this position and the tennis establishment cannot justify itself for the behavior it's 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 taken right because had it been another player that would have taken it to another level and the players are actually correct if the player got angry or had an inappropriate reaction so in the end what you have is the official who the for whom the burden of proof should really be on is usually let off the hook and the player then gets to be savage right and then everybody exactly but even if the umpire were wrong you needed to do you still need to suffer quietly <laughs> like, like how exactly? Because what she was saying is just that I don't want this to happen again, right? Yeah, that's fair. You know, but accountability is what we're looking for from the umpire side, which is you have to be accountable to us about what you're stopping a player from doing in a match, so that the person is clear and we are also clear about why you're interrupting in this moment. 
and we know and we know that you are justified in doing this <laughs> you know what i mean this isn't like <laughs> some arbitrary shit you're gonna pull out of your you know like remember the one time they wanted um opelka to wear a hat with bird shit on it and just like <laughs> yeah and it's just like what like but it's funny you know that they could point to that rule he could point to that obscure rule and say you can't change your hat you gotta go get another one in there and hold up play right you gotta play with the bird shit hat and it's just like tennis we can't take you seriously because you don't take yourself seriously. Well, that's clear. But anyway, moving on. So, what I want to know at the French Open, you know, I think I have it listed as coaches, corners, and whatever. But I think I don't. Should Felix fire Uncle Tony? <laughs> I mean, Felix might want to fire Uncle Tony only because Uncle Tony said, "I hope Rafa wins." <laughs> Would they play each other? <laughs> but I'm going to you. You see, I, you see, okay, you're right. Nate. I mean, like, I think Uncle, T- I mean, like, I'm indifferent to Felix, you know. I want to hang, but, you know, I don't think Felix see. Why are you indifferent to Felix? Let's just talk about that plainly. Let's just okay. call it out. Why are you indifferent to Felix? What doesn't he do for you? And then we can move on to co- to Tony. I mean, hmm. <laughs> this might not mean, you know, like how people feel about Kamala? Yes. It's a certain vibe. But, because Felix sometimes wants us to be cool, they lie like there, but he ain't there. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, you're going to not black translate. enough for you? Is that what you're No, that's translate. not it. That's not it. It's not, it's not that. It's just cool. oh. Felix sometimes wants to be dabble in and out of, you know, whatever. But in and out of what, babe? Just in and out of coolness. You know, like he got okay. no juice. Okay. You know what I mean? If that makes say any it. sense. Okay. He got no juice. All right. That's what I want you to do. I want you to right. say it with your and chest. And putting that aside. Like Uncle Tony did. Yeah. <laughs> and putting that aside. Putting that aside. You know, there are very few times <laughs> where his tennis name. moves me. He's very robotic. There is yes. nothing dynamic. And, you know, like, Engaging. you know, every time I feel like, you know, it's a very staged event when I see him. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. And maybe I don't always like his friends. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> But what I'm going to say is that, you know, he's trying to improve his game, right? Yes. And I guess he, he feels that anxiety, you know, like, I am being left behind. I mean, losing 10 finals in a row. I mean, like, whatever, right? I mean, and... He probably needs to borrow Frontex's sports psychologist. And the problem is that when you're hanging with Dennis Shapovalov or whatever his name is, and people think he's the cool one, that's a problem. Oh my god! That's are you? Just, are you? I listen, per- you I mean, know. The- you know what you're saying. You want him no. to be the coolest guy in the room <laughs> with these cooler freaks. than Dennis. At the very least, you gotta be cooler than Dennis. But he doesn't. No, listen. This Felix is reserved. He doesn't show us much personality. Girl, no, that ain't off it. The court. That ain't it. No, that, that is. Listen, Dennis. Dennis does. You may not like his personality, but he's trying to give you something. Felix ain't giving you shit. And so this is the mm. question. Why so, aren't you giving us anything, honey? Well, What's going you know, on? Yeah. Because maybe he's just there to play tennis and do his job. I Girl, mean, I don't see that on the court. It may be boring, but court. he's allowed to do that. I mean, he's obviously allowed to do it, but he's not box office. That's all we're no, saying. Yes. he's not. But you know what? This mofo took Rafa to five. Who else so this did? Is, but, so this so, is so, what so, I'm saying. Is, so can we, can we ask is this that question? Uncle Tony factor? No. So, so here's the yes. thing. Yes. So wait, before you this make your point real, prob- you can't Ooh, ask that. You can't ask the question about whether he should get rid of Tia Tony mm-hmm. when Tia Tony did allow him to get to multiple other finals, which he was doing before. I get you, mm-hmm. but he's showing up better in those finals, mm-hmm. and he did take Rafa to five, and probably should have won that match. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
I hear you. And that is the silver lining in y'all cloud. <laughs> but my issue is that I giving you cash and you giving me charity. You understand what I'm saying? That's and true. I know. Wow. I is that how you think care. Theo Tony feels about him? No. <laughs> exactly. Because wow. I do not care if that boy, that boy being Rafa Nadal was your uncle, mother, brother, sister, child. I don't care. I was paying you. I am paying you. And to sit in you, my box, really, to be honest. Exactly, right? To be my coach, to be this honest. This is not a favor, okay? Rafa got who? I think Mark Lopez? Yeah. Carlos Moya? I don't know who he got in the corner. Both. But Both. he got some Spanish scrub in there, right? That's who, allegedly, he's paying to water his garden. Yeah. And if I am paying you top dollars because Uncle Tony don't like he come cheap, no, he right? Doesn't. This was not charity. And you went over to Nadal, who got 13 French Open. If at this point you can't help me to win one major, and you you go and tell your uncle, your your nephew, in the fifth set, this is how you handle him, we got problems. I need my money back. I was thinking about it. You know, I, I have because seen, that's messy. That I mean, is unprofessional. I think about it as work. That is do messy. Do you see? Do you not see it? I mean, but listen, tennis is insular, right? So obviously, people have relationships all the time. But this was his. This was his nephew, who's very fragile, as you can tell. Because I feel like every time Rafa loses Roland Garros, he goes home and does things. But this is his nephew. So that's that's my family, and then this is work. You feel like they haven't had a conversation about how they would manage this, and Tio Tony had expressed exactly what he was going to do? But my thing is that here's the thing. I can't be paying you top dollars for coaching and you're telling me you're giving me you're giving me the bargain basement. You're giving me the better brand value of the coaching. Okay? I'm paying you top dollars. If you, If I am going to Uncle Tony... I am not going to Uncle Tony to learn how to collect plates, be playing Rafa. <laughs> what am I paying well, for? Well, he got sir? close. He's he he was one of the few that actually I think he's the one the only one that took Rafa the distance, no? Sweetie, here's the thing. He's the only one that took Rafa to the distance. One of the few, one of the three, if I'm not mistaken, right? That even took him to five at the French, yeah. Since 2005. I mean, listen, we're not dealing Rafa with Rafa has played here. what four five set matches? Yeah. At Roland Garros since 2005, the first time he showed up. It's so we're not even delicious. talking about that. Mm -hmm. So I guess y'all could talk about silver lining that way. Yeah, but yeah. for me, I am sorry. I got drift. I got scammed. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm paying scheme. you. I'm paying you to beat. I'm this paying you to help scheme. me beat people. And I'm paying you to help me beat your nephew. I get exactly. you. I get no, you. But here's that the was thing. a Ponzi scheme. And so I'm sorry. Is asking we're going to call the FBI. Zenobia is asking, why did Felix even hire Uncle Tony? Let's remember that Felix has been <laughs> training there for a long time. So he is somehow already intertwined in this whole Nadal camp. Well, isn't that, I mean, but isn't everyone on in clay? I don't know. I have well, no idea who trains at Rafa's Academy, to be honest. Sean, I know Felix Sean, does. Shantek and uh, Rude does. But, um, right? Ooh. Girl, That's I what they all do. Exist. So I think Can it was awkward. I think it's awkward, anyways, 
for Uncle Tony to be coaching anybody while Rafa's still on tour. Um, I don't, given I, I don't that, understand that. That's like everyone is a coach. Like, I mean, isn't that well, a Did he coach that anybody before he coached Rafa? No, he's but, he's, but he's Rafa's. But I know so he's always weird. been Rafa's, but you know, but this they is made the only a, they made a celebrated um disengagement. I feel like it's different. I don't feel like I don't feel like Uncle Tony going to someone, anyone outside of Rafa is the same as Patrick and well, Serena first and splitting. For, first and I think foremost, it's very you all different. are calling him Uncle Tony. So that's the first problem. He's not mm -hmm. Uncle Tony. He's actually because, but that's, Tony, right? But that's in your mind, right? But he's a legitimate, that's what we've been taught. But he's seen as a legitimate coach. I guess I just think it's weird that we are, I mean, I got it. I saw lots of chatter about it and I, I can understand why people are upset. But I think it's just strange to me because he's, Part of running of the academy is part of Tony's role. I think he's seen as a coach there. So he's seen as a legitimate individual on his own. Um, and clearly he and that did. Was why yeah, and he clearly has prepared Felix because under his tutelage, Felix had done had a nice run at Wimbledon, has a nice run at the U.S. Open, and he also took Rafa to five sets. And the only thing that stopped Felix from doing that was Felix, not the, not the coaching. So I just, I mean, I mean, I think we have to give we have to give props to Uncle Tony for doing well with Felix already with the raw material that he has. But the person well, we who has see to take him his, over... Yeah, his game has definitely improved. He's gotten But we steadier. see where his allegiance lies, Uncle Tony. We but of see course that. his allegiance is with his nephew. His nephew pays his bills. His, well, he has an entire career. I want my money back. I don't care. There I want my money back. the problem with Uncle Tony. I don't really someone you to. I am not paying you to lose to Nadal. Well, honey, everyone is losing to Nadal. At least lose respectably. Not interested in that. I will take no silver lining from this shit. You I won't agree. Give my money I, back. I agree. Because oh, I know, I think, because here's I think the that's thing. the coaching it relationship. But it isn't that, it isn't that they had a fought, a hard fought battle. They did. And whatever the case in the end. What we all felt and what we all knew is that Uncle Tony had told him, this is what you do when you're late in the final quarter. This is how you handle this child. But this is, but this is, listen, that's not Tony's failure. I'll be honest. Felix, that was a winnable match for Felix. But yeah, this, was. that was a winnable I, match for Felix. And, and that's this is his where own I think issue. Felix, and that's his Felix. own issue. And that has nothing to do with his coach. His coach gave him all the raw material to take Rafa to five. And then when push comes to shove, which is the reason you don't play with Felix, is like TFO sometimes, which are your, no your other fave. It's not about tennis acumen. It's that that killer instinct. That that killer. That's what Tony probably told Rafa at the end of the day. No matter how well he's playing, when that it's time to pull the trigger, he will not be able to do it. So you'll you know, have I don't plenty even of care. time. I don't even care if Tony said that to Rafa. What I care about is the fact that somehow it publicly got out that he said, I'm not coming to the match because it's uncomfortable for me, which that part's semi-okay. However, he said, I hope Rafa wins. That is the problem. I don't, I don't care about that. any of I don't get that. I don't because get why that's a problem. Because you are the coach. Honey, I pay, you to help me. I pay you to help me win matches. I don't pay you for wishes. I, I just that no, that's a bad look. Me. I don't like it's a it. a bad look for you? Okay. Yeah, I don't like it at I all. I think it was a bad look for a lot of people. I want to ask people in the chat. Did that feel like a bad look to you to hear Tio Tony say that I want my nephew to win, not the person I coach? Which is explicitly the second half that people are adding, which, right? Which is what I talk about. This is why I'm saying these people are greedy and they're messy. 
Who's and pretty? that whole situation. That man got 13 French Open. 13 mm. since 2005. I mean, and is y'all it greed can't or believe that y'all. I mean, like, is this hubris in these people's mind that y'all can't be with that? You know, you can't win this shit every year. Well, that what, every what year you, y'all gonna show you, up here thinking that this thing belongs to y'all? Nah. What are you saying? I'm not, what are I'm you not saying? following you. Yeah. No, I mean that, that you know he wants his nephew to win. I'm just like, even that, listen, listen. We all nah. listen. Let's go into it. Let's just let's. You've been flirting, but this around. wasn't like. Thank you, Luke. No, look, say no, like, nothing. Look, yes. Okay, say fine. nothing. But listen, listen. I get saying nothing. I think yeah. I think that that was probably not appropriate to say out loud. Although I wouldn't have been any doubt that the family wants it. Listen. Every single Spanish person lines up for Rafa to be deified on clay. That is, I mean, they brought the prince out, or, or not the prince, they brought the king. The like king. that is <laughs> the king came out, right? The king. They flew the king in for a cheesy ass final. But I mean, we have seen this for a really long time. There is a lot at stake in placing Spanish dominance fully on Rafa's head. I think it would have been even weirder for Uncle Tony to say anything, not Uncle Tony, but Tio Tony, to say anything. What he probably should have done, you're right, is to just not say anything at all. Because politically, I don't think he would have been okay saying, I want this young man to dethrone Rafa. No, at Caros, <laughs> probably not. You know what? Even say it's maybe a little inappropriate for me to comment because this is my student and this is my family. So I'm going to stay out of it. You're not yeah, going to get a public fair, comment for me on this, you know, I mean, because I have no problem with Rafa winning a gazillion French opens. You know what? Do the damn thing. Make all the history. Oh, I, I hope it I all comes out. That, I, okay. I, I know you do. I know you do. And I hope, I hope it all comes out in the end of how he got there. <laughs> I do, but it is what it is. We're watching it. You know, you do you. Maybe other people need to do things better. I don't know, but this is what we've got. So it's going to happen. It's going to continue to probably happen until he retires, it looks like, because supposedly the motherfucker couldn't walk the week before. And I'm hearing some bullshit story about how he's playing on a numb foot. I don't buy that for a minute. I don't know what okay, the hell's so going on there. let's talk about Rafa's run. Coco's run made you cry. What did Rafa's run do for you? I mean, Rafa's run was normal to me. I didn't read about the actual medical procedures that supposedly or most likely took place until after it was over. And I'm calling bullshit. I am calling bullshit. Every single person listening right now has woken up when you slept on your hand wrong and it's numb and you can't feel shit. You have all gone to the you dentist probably. <laughs> yeah, you've gone to the dentist, right? You've got Novocaine because this is what I'm hearing that he more than likely got Novocaine injections or something very similar. You go to the dentist, you get a Novocaine injection, you're told not to eat for you know, whatever many hours until your feeling comes back. Why? Because you can fucking chew a hole in your face. <laughs> because you can't feel it you're drooling and you don't even know that you have spit sliding down your face because you can't feel it you want to tell me this motherfucker was playing tennis getting multiple injections daily and couldn't feel his foot and didn't fall down bullshit that is some bull motherfucking shit just tell me the truth whatever you're doing tell me that he got steroid injections because you know what they're legal in that uh, arena when you know you're treating something um there are steroids that are not performance enhancing per se but they take away inflammation and they take away pain 
But don't tell me you're playing on a numb foot. You that's impossible. Nobody can do that. Well, I mean nobody. I, I think what's interesting about the conversation around Rafa and his injuries and the various um first of all, I just think it's a clever approach, right? Because I mean, at the end of the day, and it's not for any kind of um gamesmanship, which I think people often do, um, believe that that's what it's for. I think it's a real misdirection. Because if you tell me something, I feel like one of the things that I've learned from the Rafa camp, I extrapolate it to to watching people talk politically, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you give me the most extreme, ridiculous lie, and I just spend my time spiraling around that lie. I don't ask any questions because the lie is so ridiculous, right? It's like, you're playing on a numb foot? How is that even possible? Let's have a conversation about the possibility of this. And blah, 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 blah. Listen, the only people... Who were uh, and the- also, why don't we pretend that the yeah. lie is really a lie? Yeah. And then keep asking. <laughs> and then keep asking other about real, the real questions, right? <laughs> because Janina, I just want to before you, I just want to add something. You know, you mentioned a really excellent point about the most numbness that we know is two things. You know, sleeping on a body part. You know, where you sort of like stop circulation, etc. And also like going to dentist and having a Novocaine. You know, and here's the interesting thing. Even though you're biting your jaw and your cheek and whatever, and you don't feel anything, guess what? You're still doing damage. Pain comes when it wears (laughs) off, right? You are actually damaged. So if there is for some reason, because here's the thing, for him to get pain in his foot, there has to be allegedly a legitimate injury, right? Something has wrong, torn, whatever the case may be. Getting injections to not feel that pain doesn't mean that 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 tear goes away. And when he's out there, I mean, like you couldn't tell 2022 Rafa from 2005 Rafa other than hair and, and length of shorts, right? And maybe some sleeves, right? That you are continuing to do more damage. And then he just grew from strength to strength. I mean, I don't understand why <laughs> we're sitting here watching this nonsense and saying, oh my God, this is amazing. We... <laughs> We can't even call out with our boss and tell him we cut our hands. <laughs> our boss wouldn't even accept that excuse. Our job will not, and we're not even doing anything miraculous or crazy like Rafa. Right? Then we're going to sit here and watch that man tell us. The only thing, you know, you know what that injection got to be? It got to be epidural. It got to be that. So let's, let's talk about this medically, right? If, if I watched a doctor talk about it, a podiatrist talk about it and say, you know, from the information that has been given from the Rafa camp, this is likely what's going on. It sounds like Rafa has nerve damage in his foot, which causes his pain. If anybody has ever experienced any kind of nerve damage, it is a really weird sensation. It's a weird type of pain. It feels like burning and tingling. It's not like, ooh, I stubbed my toe or I cut myself. It's a completely different, can be almost crippling pain. Um, If you've ever had shingles, that's nerve pain, right? So this podiatrist is talking about the likely treatment and what they're doing and how they treat they uh rafa's camp did say exactly um what the the issue is the medical name for it and i don't remember but you have the way that they treat it is exactly what you just said reels um an epidural type thing and what that is is a nerve block so what they do is they cut off the ability of the nerve 
to function properly because that's what's causing the pain. And you have four of them that go across the foot and they do one. And if it works, good. If not, they do two and three and four. But the side effect is you can't fucking feel your foot. <laughs> and exactly what you said, Reels, it doesn't stop the problem. It's just masking it. It's just masking it. It isn't healing you. It's not allowing you to get better. You're actually, over time, if you were to continue to do that, you're just going to make more damage because you're not feeling that pain, but you're still using your body part the way that you always would. And in Rafa's case of being an elite athlete, the shit that he's doing to his feet is, you know, I mean, my feet are tired after a day of work. I can't imagine what they would feel like after playing five hours of sliding around on clay. Well, I mean, for me, I think it's wonderful that you all gave that serious consideration. But um, And I, I think that that's exactly the point of this conversation is to literally give serious con consideration to an absolutely stupid thing, which has always been the case with Rafa's injuries. They make no sense. Um, yes, and and the performance that comes out of the injuries make no sense. And if that's the if that's the ongoing theme, but I thought was really fascinating about watching Rafa accomplish this 14 Roland Garros um, title was the lack of um, insight by the reporters covering it. Was the as failure to, just the failure to ask serious questions? First like of all, what, the, what did the, you want serious, them to ask? Serious questions about how Rafa was able to perform at that level when he was supposedly very injured. Mm -hmm. Serious questions about how he was able to perform at that level when he had not practiced at all, which, is, <laughs> which, is, which was a legitimate, which was a legitimate point that was made about Djokovic, who ran out of gas. Mm -hmm. Serious questions about kind of the state of the ATP when a person who is allowed to do that and claim these injuries and say all these things is able to sort of have such a dominant French Open, right? Yes, he's lost a couple sets here and there. But the thing I think is so strange is like, this should have been like a come to Jesus moment for the ATP and asking real questions about that, 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 that club. Like, who are these men? Like, but all you can do, all I saw were people getting up here and saying, you can't ask questions because Rafa is just amazing. That, right. that's and like, that's, that's bullshit your, and that's your that's your that's your that's your approach someone is like gotten 14 barely taken to five sets at this tournament injured out the wazoo always but you don't have any questions to ask about how this person is maintaining that dominance and why is this possible and what what are, what are the other players failing to do i mean if you don't want to ask the questions about his capacity fine you don't even have to ask that but what about asking about the capacity of the others to truly challenge Rafa on the surface. Why aren't they able to challenge him? What's going on there? Like, cause I know that if that was the analysis that was happening on the WTA side, which we started the tournament with, like asking about this number one and then going, oh wow, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna, who's gonna come up and, you know, push her and all these kinds of questions. We ask that all the time, but for some reason, simply by starting and ending with Rafa's greatness, we have nothing else to say about his run. And that's ever. bullshit. It's bullshit. It's but weird. you know what? And we why are the only but why why are we why are the only people talking about Rafa's run cyclists who have seen what drugs mm. can do for a sport? Mm. And why are the cyclists the only ones saying, is this ethical what's going on? 
what's happening there? Like, I mean, that to me is the And it doesn't question. make sense. They're like, That's first of all, question. this doesn't make sense. Like, well, there's no way. Because here's the thing that, I, here's the interesting part to add to the whole, you know, if we're going to treat this lie as if it were a legitimate thing, right? And that you can't, the, the odd part is that you accept this, this statement that they're making as it is, right? You, you're, you're not allowed to ask You're not going to do analysis or critique. Exactly. And you're Here's not going to ask how Felix was able to not triumph over a guy on a dead foot in five sets. I mean, ask any of them. Ask any of those questions. But don't, and even, you know, but, but, but my don't thing is indict, that presumably you know? he's not in um, every day, you know, the same speed will come by, you know. I wake up in so much pain. I don't know if I can walk, whatever. Presumably, you won the French Open, you won your 14. You're no longer taking these injections. Sir, you are supposed to be in crippling pain. You're supposed to be in crippling pain right about now. Because you didn't show up to any... I saw you on a boat. (laughs) I saw you on a a yacht. I saw you on a yacht. And then you come. And then you come. And the thing that upset me that really took the cake In crutches. Come on. In these crutches. That is so disgusting, sir. Stop, Stop it. it. <laughs> that is rude and offensive to people. Zverev had a real injury that required crutches. Just Exactly. Saying. Are we supposed to then tell Zverev, boo, we're going to give you some epidural right now and get back out there and finish this match? Well, we I mean, supposed- that's what's, that's what, Are we see, going that's to what tell- that narrative creates. That's the narrative that Andy Murray creates. That's the narrative that any of these people create with this, with, with any kind of conversation about injuries. Like, we need to have real conversations about... When you say an injury is career, almost career ending, I need to see your career either end or I need to see you have lack of form. Don't say that's what it is then. Because all it does is sets people up with really bad expectations. My expectation now is that I should see Zerev walking in about a month's time and trotting on that court and maybe making it to Wimbledon by the skin of his teeth. Like, these are the kinds of impractical ideas that we are going to have, right? Same thing with Andy Murray. We know Andy Murray has a weird hip, makes a run to the final. And now the next thing I'm going to hear is people tell me that Andy Murray has a chance of winning Wimbledon Wimbledon with in, in, in best of five. Like, these are the kinds of things that we start playing with when we lead with the kind of ridiculous assumptions about injuries, when realistically injuries mean they play out like Berrettini. I don't see you for an entire season. You right. can't even play a slam. Where is Roger Federer? You know, you got to be gone for a year. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think it just is a bad setup. Fine. Make Rafa the exception. But then please don't make that an expectation for all the other players around how they're supposed to comport themselves with injuries an and what that means. But, because but Rafa it means is not the exception. Well, whether he is or not, but I'm going to accept it as an exception. If I'm going to be nice, I'm going to be nice and I don't want to be sued. I'm going to say that Rafa is an injury exception. Fine. But what I think it does do, though, is set up an expectation about how other players are supposed to perform when injured or when they have been challenged with an enduring issue and you're just not, quote unquote, able to man up. You're not able to woman up. You're not tough enough. You're not a warrior. You're not willing to. Well, this happened to Carlos last year at the French Open, right? This is what John McEnroe was saying. Yeah. Man up and finish this match. But I just want to say, I mean, in 2017, Roger came back and he won the French Open. He won the Sunshine Double, whatever the case you want to call that. People had questions. They had open questions about this. You should. They They were talking about doping outwardly. And he said, I got the doping. You could go check my things. So I'm not saying this. And, and listen to me. If we're checking Rafa, we check everybody. 
check Djokovic. Check Djokovic. But check, you can't I, check I mean, Djokovic because Djokovic, Djokovic was bending over, can't breathe. Right. <laughs> And this, said, this I'm I'm and this is what Jokovic I'm talking about. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, my problem with, I mean, like, and to cycling's point is just like, this shit cannot happen in cycling. Do you know at the French, at the um, Tour de France, you have to finish the entire race? You don't get to lead on stage 22, uh, stage 17, and you're like, I'm done. I don't have enough points that I'm going to just be the. No. If you don't be on your bike from stage one, to when they ride down the Champs-Élysées in Paris, you don't get that yellow jersey and that cup. You got to be there every single day. So I am saying, if cycling is out here, I, I just think, you know, tennis has been very dodgy when it comes to doping. And this is not my way of saying that Rafa is, in fact, doping. What my question is that, my, my thing here is that this shit is crazy. This is odd. That at the very least, we should be asking questions. And people need to show some response. We just don't, we shouldn't just be allowed to just ask questions like some random crazy person. We should, tennis needs to show up because this is insane. Andy Murray said, and this is true. If Carlos Alcaraz wins the French Open this year at 19, he would win 14. He would win it every single year until he's 33. We wouldn't accept that. We would think that is insane. Like, what the fuck? We would have questions. And for us to just sit here in the world of where we know everything is crazy, that we just gonna sit here and be like, oh my god, sing this man praises every day. When we when we turn around and watch Djokovic and people have questions about Djokovic, people still have questions about Djokovic. No, I mean, listen, I'm coming. I have I questions about Alcaraz. No, but remember, remember the Djokovic. Remember, people started having people accepted Djokovic's undeniable endurance until he faced Andy Murray in finals. And then the British press were like, let's talk about your recovery period. How are you doing this? What's your capacity to do this? Which at the time people thought was unfair, but, and the only reason why the Brits were asking it was because they had a personal stake, but it was a legitimate question and it should always be a legitimate question that's raised. Like it should always be an because indication for you to Amen. ask this question. Because it's Amen. you know, like when you have people who when when sports is embedded so much in people's assumptions about what a country is, as we're about to encounter when we start talking about Wimbledon, but when people are using a person's run in sports to affirm their cultural identity, their national identity. You're allowed to ask, what are the prices people are paying to affirm this identity? What are the steps that people are willing to take to, to, to constantly be at the top of the sport? Like, you're allowed to ask questions about doping and gambling in tennis, which we only ever do at the very lowest level when the, when the, when, when the benefits are so small there. The benefits are much greater at the top. So I don't An understand why we segue. flip it. Yeah, An like, why don't you know what? An excellent segue for Russia. Because yes. had Rafael Nadal been Russian, I'm oh, telling you, la, 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 that would have been. We would all have the Russians whole... would be playing everywhere. No, not you... even that. The questions would be asked. The, question the questions would have been would asked. Be asked. The question would have to be asked. Oh, absolutely. The, and that's, I mean, and that's unfair. But you know what? You we can't do ask only ask other the questions. But you can't ask the question of only some people, right? You know, I mean, that's a thing. Like it's kind of like how the cloud was always on Serena but never on anyone else, right? Right. So the question never is... Never on Justine, never on Capriati, never on um, Hingis, and never on um, Enade. Listen, 
we're the, in the midst. I mean, Davenport. we're in the midst right now of the NBA Finals, right? Yep. You got two teams left. They've been playing for a long time. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's beat up. There's nobody, not one person on that court, probably at any given moment, that doesn't have some type of injury. Steph Curry hurt himself pretty good the other night. Re-injured, it looked like maybe his knee. What do the what does the press ask? What did you do for recovery? How are you going to rehab your body in two days to play again at this level? They ask these questions all the time. They ask it in every fucking sport except for tennis. They even ask it in cycling. <laughs> well, they Girl. should in cycling. But Girl. they do. That's what I'm Girl, saying. You have we to. always ask this question. In other sports, it is a normal part of the press conference. It's a normal part of the conversation, and it happens all the time. We don't dare ask. What, but when no, ask well, these questions, on. though. When they Wait. do, well, like Andrine said, when we started questioning Novak, and it was the British was press, personal. then yeah. we found out about the egg. And guess where the egg became illegal? In fucking Britain. <laughs> But he can do it in Melbourne. I'm just well, saying. Or he can do it it's always self-serving. It's, yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, because part of it is part of it is that you have like forsaken your responsibility for me to take this seriously. Listen, I'll tell you straight up. I didn't. My ability to suspend disbelief at the French was really tested this year. And so I did not take any of these proclamations about greatness or any of that stuff seriously, because frankly, I think the GOAT debate is what has led us down this road of people doing ridiculous things. And then also the commentators being kind of soft and not being willing to ask the tough questions like I'm not I'm refusing to believe my eyes. I don't believe my eyes. And you know what? Maybe it's very cynical of me, but all I can think about during this period is the summer of Sammy Sosa, right? Like everyone, the only thing people could say was, it's incredulous. This is unbelievable. You'll <laughs> never McGuire. see anything like this, right? <laughs> well, it was like, right? That was that whole thing. I remember that summer and I don't even follow sport, but all I remember at the time looking at it thinking, huh, something weird must be going on there. But everybody seemed ready, ready to submit to it. Mm-hmm. And then years later, Everyone in hindsight, well, it was kind of ridiculous, but everyone's making money and it was da 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 da, and it wasn't politic to ask the headlines and do all this kind of stuff. I'm just saying, if cycling people are the only ones talking to you about what's happening at Roland Garros, (laughs) y'all need to be asking yourself some questions and at least least ask some talking, at least come up with some talking points about it. And let me tell you something I know people get pissed off at me, but the one thing I disliked about what happened with Sharapova, and people never talk about this, like, oh, it was jealousy, it was this. You know what it is? For me, as a sports person, because guess what? I don't know any of these people. I don't take them personally. I like one. I like don't like the other. But I don't personally know them, so I don't have a stake in them personally. What I have a stake in them is as athletes. And so whether, even though I liked Sharapova, I lost complete disrespect for her as an athlete. Because it's really about how she was treating her compatriots that was the problem for me if she's costing you titles that's a problem for me whether you like her or don't like her so at the end of the day it behooves you canadians to ask the tough questions for felix okay because that might be his best shot at the french ever i think that's the thing is like people always presume that someone's gonna have another shot yeah but we've just seen an entire dark generation on the atp tour 
with many people losing their shots. If you think people are playing with the rules and doing things, it's up to you to ask questions, ask the tough questions. Like you are allowed to do that because it's not so much about being anti or whatever. It's also about, about like holding them accountable to each other. You know, it was unfair that Sharapova was so focused on Serena that she was doing whatever she did. But nobody ever thinks about the people that she rolled over to get to those matches against Serena. Like those people's careers were chased, right? They were shortened. They were done. Things were done to them. Anna and so Ivanovich could have got a second major. I mean, maybe, but I'm just saying it's like those are the kinds of things that I like. That is what messes with me around the que questions of drugs or not. Whether you like it, whether you think it's great, whether you think it amplifies the sport or whatever, you cannot have these massively amazing things happen in your sport and not have a set of journalists asking the tough questions about why this is possible how is it happening what's what kind of um permission did you get to take this drug is it is was it morally okay for you to show up in that final no you you basically couldn't feel your foot like all of those questions are up for grabs like those should be things that you're actually bandying about and talking about without being disrespectful but you can ask them but now you actually can't even ask the question and you're supposed to sit there and just be like yeah, it is amazing. You're right. I'm thinking no other thought about how amazing this is. Like, that's just strange to me. I feel like if anybody would have asked that question, who is a staple in tennis media, if it would have been like some local reporter or whatever, they would be ostracized. They exactly. would never be invited the thing, back. But the, but that's not okay. Is, Hold on, but, Reels. That's then, not okay. You know, but that is the exact reason why they don't ask these questions. Every single one of us have been in that room before, and you know how the shit rolls. And yep. that's why they don't ask the question. But and I'm going to take it. But I'm going to take it out from there, though, because here's the thing: I saw Christian Amon Paul talking to Rafa, and she didn't ask these questions. Well, why she would didn't. she? That was, a, but that was a press reporting. I mean, listen, that's like exactly when, that was like when because you, you get the tweets, her. you get the well, you get you know, the likes, and you get. Remember who was the guy? Who's that guy? Who's Christian on on Anampur for us in the United States? Charlie Charlie Rose, right? That's that's Not a Charlie fluff Rose. Um, Christian. No, I know, um, but I'm just saying that's a Charlie Rose interview. It's a fluff interview, right. right? That's the point. That's the that's to burnish your 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 run. It's not to ask you critical questions about it, right? You it's know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, it's to solidify it. It's to affirm that it. greatness exactly. Yeah. Because even NPR took that story. And yeah. I, anyway, I have NPR issues anyway. But, but I just no. want to add something to, to this whole discussion. Is that we need to be asking also, why is it it's the scrubs and the wenches who are only being caught doping? What are y'all <laughs> taking? You already know the answer to that <laughs> but question. But Tennis is isn't so going to tarnish itself by fucking up the people at the top if they are in fact dirty. They're not going to do that. Tennis does but this not is what I have... It's crazy. Then these scrubs and wenches, are, you can't dope? Then why don't you take it? Are y'all doing it in front of everyone? Because <laughs> this is the thing poorly. I don't understand. It they're can't be the because it can't be that. This is the implication. This is what tennis wants me to swallow, right? The scrubs and the winches are all here doping until they get to the big leagues and then they stop doping. That ain't how that works. And if the scrubs who ain't getting nowhere because Tara Moore got caught doping allegedly, she got some doping in violation right now. She's in arbitration, right? When last y'all heard about Tara Moore, that's tennis related. <laughs> right? That is I don't even know who that is. You know her. That relates to the actual <laughs> tennis she's playing. All you know about her, though, is she had things to say about Serena's performance on a tennis court. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And comportment. And comportment. She thought that Serena should have, and this is interesting, right? 
she thought that Serena was injured against Safarova, Safasheva, I think it was, and that she should have quit the match <laughs> because Serena was injured and lose and just let it go. Let someone else take the cake. That's what she said. I was oh, the semifinals or whatever it was. Somebody should have done And then another the player things. said, um, <laughs> what's her name? Laura Robson pulled her yeah. up. And then again, she got pulled up recently by Donna Vekic because she was the set people don't give her the memo. And Donna was like, girl, Everybody got to remember, you might probably just not in the room. You probably just don't read your email. Right? Listen. But, oh, I, I, you know, I want to acknowledge the people in the chat, you know, that some of the chat, you know, um, I saw that O mentioned something about when we were talking about Uncle Tony, about the, the issue in figure skating where yep. one coach, and particularly in ice dance, and I think, you know, the Canadians have like a whole school and whatever. That I think is, might be different. And then there is always fr fraction in that camp, right? But I think um, maybe in that case, the cream rises to the top. But I, I mean, there are always a lot of issues around that issue, you know, about the same coach coaching all the top teams, you know, and then they have to figure out their personality. But I, I think the teams have an agreement. How much time is spent with me? What kind of programs I get to do, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that's the kind of deal going on with Uncle Tony. I just know I ain't paying for that. Well, I just know I'm not paying for that. So but, okay, and but then to you keep we moving on, is that we're going to move on? Telling me? No, no. You said you had some other things that you want to point out in the comment section. So point out some points, and then oh let's get yes, to the, yes, the yes. Big issue. And everyone was talking coming. about perhaps one of the issues with tennis is that the corporate sponsor with betting becoming a thing, and then you know the fake journalists are in the room. I mean, yes, but I, I, what I find is interesting to I think Andrean's point and to Janina's point is that yes, yeah. those rooms are pressure cookers. You know, that they can't say anything. They're trying to sing for their supper, basically. But what I find is interesting is that it's the outside world. It shouldn't be cyclists having this conversation. I mean, that cyclists are having this conversation is crazy because that's how badly it is. Because cyclists are saying, yeah, let this man carry on with this shit for too long. And Lance Armstrong was getting questions from day one. People had questions about Lance Armstrong from day one. And we saw how that situation blow up. But perhaps, as this mentioned in comments, money is flowing. Whatever limited tennis resources money that they have. But this is happening over from multiple sports right now. You're seeing these betting commercials um, also during NBA games, during NFL games. You're seeing it more and more. It's, it's almost like... Um, <clears throat> it, it just all came out of the woodwork across all sports at once in the U.S. Because... It's not just tennis that this is happening in. And it's weird every time I see it, no matter what I'm watching. Well, I just, okay. So, I mean, I think there's some valid pieces in the comments. And I mean, I know this is going to tag as hater, but I mean, I think one of the hateration, right? But because we're not Rafa fans, but I think one of the things is that when it happened for Federer, in order for us to enjoy Federer's run, we had to ask ourselves the question, right? And I remember... I will just say, I remember a tennis journalist saying at some point in time that at, at some point they were just going to be willing to enjoy what was happening for the tennis, regardless of how it unrealistic happening. it may seem, mm -hmm. because they didn't want to contemplate asking the tough questions of the sport, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and I think that's a fair point. And, and I'm willing to go down that road. I'm willing to say that. But I think what I want us to say is that there have been people challenged with their performance and questions asked about their performance that Djokovic, 
the cloud was on him. Listen, I'm not, I'm not a huge Djokovic fan. We all know that. Yes, he's my second favorite, maybe. But at the end of the day, the people felt really comfortable asking Djokovic about his recovery when he was facing Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. And that felt like a legitimate question. Let us depersonalize it or denationalize it and ask that question generally when someone is doing something on a court that yep. makes no sense <clears throat> to you. And it, <laughs> but don't only ask it when it's a rival, right? Like, please, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, that's not cool. Um, so, uh, um, and everyone feels ridiculous. Um, uh, I'm prepared to believe in miracles in sports, just not that much, y'all. Um, I, I think my eyes um, don't want it to be deceived that much. But speaking of miracles in sports, let's shift over to the final miracle. Wimbledon is coming without Russians or Belarusians. Or points. How, or points. <laughs> or points. Yep. Wimbledon. Well, you know, it's it's almost like fundamentally Wimbledon is finally asking the questions. Are we so great that we don't need individual players or points? <laughs> what's this, your take on let, this? Let us is... test our ability to be the greatest chat. The greatest champion tennis tournament in ever. The biggest stage in the world. This is so weird to me. I um the the saying Russian and Belarusian players are not welcome is not weird to me. This is something I I don't know that I agree with it to be honest. Um, but we've seen it before. The points thing is so weird to me. I don't understand this. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I don't understand why anybody thinks it makes sense. I feel like everybody's being punished. Um, I I just, I don't get it. And the players really should be like, well, fuck you. I'm not coming. Like, why should they go play this tournament for two weeks? The money is still there. I understand that the money is still there, but you're going to win a great show me one player who's going to want win a grand slam or a major, sorry. And not want those points. What if that is the tipping point between number one and number two girl, they played pandemic tennis. They don't care. I don't, I it, no, it's just, it does. It's so, I don't get it. I, I really, I don't understand how that benefits anything to say you don't get points for playing i really don't understand you've already said we are not going to allow russian and belarusian players to come and participate mm-hmm. why is every other nation being punished well I, atp did that i mean the, the, i mean the I, I know did that. Yeah. i know but i and that's i just i don't get it but that's a structural please right everyone is playing the part that they have First Did they foremost, really think that if they said this, that they were going to invite these players back? Is that what, is this just some some puffed out chess power struggle? Well, I mean, it's a little bit of a power struggle, right? Because Wimbledon has, Wimbledon and the ITF folks have their ability to say what they want to have happen. And the ATP and the WTA have to recognize and exercise what they have the options of, right? I mean, I think that this is what's happened. Wimbledon can say, I don't want this. And the ATP and WTA is like, I can't, we can't allow you to segment certain players. Like what, what kind of an organization would they be if they actually allowed that? Like that's a legitimate question and a framing for them to have. And listen, everyone is willing for the Russians to take, uh, to, to be, to suffer. So to my moment, to my mind, if you're willing to show up for Wimbledon, then you can suffer the consequences of participating in a tournament that took a particular stance. It's okay. 
Like if that is the stance for Wimbledon, they can have it. But I think the WT and the ATP had a right to have their own stances and everyone gets to play with the consequences of yeah, the Yeah, of course they have a right. right. I just don't understand it. I really do don't. You don't I, I why, don't you don't understand, understand why someone would show up without getting points? No, 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 no. That's not it. I don't understand what purpose it is supposed to be serving that they've taken the points away. I really don't get it. Well, what else? I mean, because the majors are run in. They have, yeah. The, that's for what? Yeah. Who are that's they the, trying to punish? No, but this is the only lever you have. If yeah. you have, if you have the slams make a decision that doesn't count you as a player, your only other leverage is to offer something else, a counter. And their counter is, well, we're going to remove points from your tournament, it's, decrease its yeah. value for people. But that's it's, all that. That's what it is. Yes, I, it's because historically, remember, remember the 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 Wimbledon and the French were only open to amateur athletes. They were not open to professional athletes. And that's why I think it's outside of that. They historically have, yeah, that's why they yeah. continue to have that independent role to some degree. Independent I, think role. The only, I think the only thing that would really work, if what the ATP and the WTA are trying to do is say, we don't agree with you not letting Russian and Belarusian players into your tournament. I think the only thing that hurts Wimbledon is boycott. It doesn't hurt Wimbledon well, to say they, our, they, they can't. But they don't have. But they don't have. No, but the players do. because it don't. sounds but like we can't tell don't. the players to boycott. They can. Boycott. No, they cannot. But hear me out. I totally get your point, Janina. It's the most effective approach. It is. It is the no only effective but approach. No one's gonna because, do that. <laughs> no. And so, what are you standing up for? You're not fucking standing up I for mean, anything. Listen, because Wimbledon, Wimbledon is not suffering for either. Wimbledon, Wimbledon standing up. Well, for? I don't know, but they're not losing shit. They're not well, losing. People will still go. Yes, Players sure. will still get money. Wimbledon. The the fans will be there. They will spend their money. Nothing. This does by saying we are taking away points. It does nothing for Wimbledon. It's nothing. the only it, it's the only leverage that that the players have. Yes. Aside from the extreme one, which you've pointed out, which they should have, which they should have contemplated, which is like, guess what? If you're gonna block these two countries, if that's really where your position is, then then We're what stops what stops you from blocking any other country in some arbitrary fashion at some point in time? We may not want to go down that road. And so this is the point we're willing to make, which is we all don't show up and we all don't get anything. Right? That's that's what that's the leverage they had. They weren't willing to they weren't willing to test it. No. Mm-mm. Clearly, at least. And that's sad level. to me. I mean, well, you know, actually, but where do you because think they didn't about have it? the money because the the I the ATP don't want to fund up the money and the WC don't want to fund up the money because I mean, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to stage my own tournament elsewhere. I mean, they could have. Give I them guess. money. Give them continued. points. They could have had that damn thousand point grass tournament somewhere. Flop. Ask, exactly. them, ask, ask another place to give up a couple points. Two thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Go right there. Go have it at Queen's Club. <laughs> Don't I mean, have it at really Queen's Queen. Club. Probably I just, nowhere in the UK. I can't. I, I legit can't wrap my mind around it. I just, I don't like it. I think it's stupid. That I really think it's dumb. I do. Well, what do you think about? Okay, so that's fair. But I'm curious. What do you politically real? Since you are the most political tracker on our podcast, what do you think about the politics of Wimbledon even just making this making this play overall? Well, I mean, I, I would say that you know. In and of itself, as it relates to tennis, right? In this, it seems rather silly because they're not banned anywhere else, right? You're just this lone person to do this. And I imagine this has something to do with the larger politics of the 
own England's own political mess and masquerading mm -hmm. that's going on, you know, like Boris Johnson, et al., et cetera. Yep. Um, I, I've long made it known that I don't think sports is that important, that we should have been banned sports since COVID because people just ain't acting right. Um, I do think that I would say that earlier this year, I have asked that the, I mean, I have always been asking that Russian athletes be banned and all points taken away for every major tournament there is. Olympics, winter, summer, world championships from 2010. Right? Going back. Take them out. Because Russia has shown itself to be clearly above the rules. Don't give a shit with doping, etc. We still haven't even resolved that figure skating mess and issue. The only thing the ISU has said now that athletes have to be 17. Whoop de whoop. One more year. So they get one more year in the, in the dope farm. Like, what does that help with? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just really bizarre and crazy. But, I wow. mean, so I would say that you mean it, but I, I think, you know, like, we are thinking about taking a player's livelihood and whatever. I don't know how these athletes feel. There is a, literally a war going on right now. Like, legitimate things are happening to people, Russia and whatever. But it's also happening elsewhere around the world. And we don't look to those people to do this thing. But, you know, Europeans have this tendency, particularly England, when it threatens us, that's when we're going to take a moral stand, right? And I think Russia is set to destabilize what has, what has been the working relationship the world has. And at the very least, banning these athletes, if it's going to do something. But I think it's, it's as a lone stand, it's not effective. But I really right. do think that Russian athletes and Belarusian athletes should be persona non grata. They're banned from um, biathlon, actually, um, but since February. And I think the reason is that because these things goes back to what Andrean was mentioning about how you put this patriotic thing on athletes to, to carry the country in terms of Spain. Russia is doing that. And it continues to do that. And I think how the world understands when they see their athletes doing well and performing, et cetera, it's, 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 it's food for the father, you know, like, and that but that matters. feels, but it feels but, arbitrary. But it? It, it, exactly, that's what I'm saying. That it, it, they didn't. This is not a collective agreement, right? And but I think Wimbledon figure, let me do this, and maybe this might start the ball rolling. So then, why not do it with the ITF? They were all able to align when it was time to get somebody to do a press conference. Oh, why sure, didn't they sure. all align? I, I, like I it would have made a stronger pushing. case, right? And you well, make the a French stronger can't case say because of well, the Macron. French can. Well, no, I mean, but not the French can't because Macron. Is now seen Macron as is trying Europe, to talk the to Putin. European leader talking to but Putin. But that's fine. But then, then make it about a more make it about a play. Make don't make it about some sort of moral play that is like justified across everything. Like to my to my mind, you're right. Fine, France can't do it because France is politically doing something else. The U.S. Open can't do it because the U.S. is doing something else. But then Wimbledon's charge feels weird to me. Then. Like, what is the point then if you're not going to be able to be unified together well, as ITF to do something or say something qualitatively? It makes no sense to me. I'm not saying either you're all doing it or none of you are doing it. It just doesn't make sense as a sporting body. Like, as a sporting body, fine. Whatever you want to do internationally as a country, that's one thing. But it seems strange to me for Wimbledon to be the only one holding up this mantle. Unless if Wimbledon talked to the French people and they're like, the French is like, I'll do this, you do that. I mean, whatever. That clearly seems like some sort of weird negotiation behind the scenes. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense 
from a sports Listen, body perspective. Vladimir Putin doesn't give a fuck whether or not these athletes are playing. It isn't going to affect what he's doing, what well, he's commanding him, people to do. But I feel like this is this is a play because you don't like what your country is doing, but it doesn't affect anything. Nothing, well, nothing it happens. Does. It does. It does. I mean, it, I think you have to ask the question, though. I mean, symbolism is a big deal. This is what it is. This is, this is I, about symbolism. It's not about I, the practical things about whether people yeah. are going to get something or not get something. For this, this, this charge is only that symbolically we don't want to look as if we are celebrating a country that is wreaking havoc that's all it is it's a yeah, symbol. i get it i get it but i don't know that i agree with it to be honest you don't, you don't i don't agree with the symbolism play but because here's i don't the thing. agree so, with the punishment of someone trying to do their job because they come from a specific place well, i take issue with the what was it a was it a gymnast who put the z on his on his um clothing when during a metal ceremony mm -hmm. you know don't do shit like that well i mean do you do you have problems with the raised fists like i mean this these are the issues people have to ask themselves because, like, and, and also just so you know the wt and the atp are not showing displaying the flag russian or belarusian flags for yeah. any of those athletes but, just a blank but we all space. know who they are come on like right weird. but I, I know we know but i'm just simply saying so they, so, so they are partaking in part of the symbolism as well but they I mean, just seem to think, you know, yeah. that but I just, I don't like, I don't like symbolism like this, right? Because are we telling Israeli players not to come? I mean, these are the questions. What are, are the we lines? telling other? What you know, like, lines? why is it what now? That's but, like, but, but this again, is not I agree. Concrete. I, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's, Which is I why agree. I'm saying I don't think it's effective. Well, I think so because it doesn't unify anyone towards a particular goal. It feels very arbitrary. It's an arbitrary position, while maybe valid and maybe gets. I think obviously Wimbledon and and the UK are getting prized from their own population. A population agrees, right? This is great. This is a good thing. This is good form. That's fine. But from a body that's supposed to really think about the sport more broadly than their own country, it just doesn't really. It doesn't really stand out as a as a particularly strong position when it's just you taking it. It feels really odd to me and disconnected from any larger effort. It'd be one thing if the tennis bodies got together and say, we've come to these agreements as tennis bodies that we think sport is sacred and we think athletes should be allowed to pursue what they're doing and their livelihood, regardless of what's going on in their own personal countries, blah, 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 which would have meant all kinds of ways that we were going to take it differently during some of the Shahar pair period, right? When different things were going on with her, right? Remember people were, it was very contested, but I think, you know, I think the idea that tennis or isn't political and that nations don't matter is at the, is like the underlying thing here that we just don't want to confront, which in some ways is related to what we just spoke about with Rafa and Spain, right? If it was another country's athlete doing some of these things, we'd be asking really difficult questions. Reels just made a big stance about what he thinks should be happening with other athletes. The same claim could be made about Spain and its doping policies, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Look, I, I'm not saying this is the most effective thing, but you know... Yeah, sure, but you have to I do mean, something but, in your mind, right? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, and not just, you know, we, we are right to, to call out the hypocrisy with the Russian um Ukrainian situation, you know, we know how media is displayed, you know, which one gets the father, whatever. This shit is happening around the world. Um, and we just talk about lives, you know, people getting shot and killed, women are getting raped, yep, pillage, 
you know, food insecurity all around the world. This is what is happening as a result of this, just war and genocide in general. And just speaking specifically on this situation with Russia, because of how global capitalism work, we have underdeveloped African countries and forced them to not feed themselves and grow their own food, but to buy from global markets to enrich, you know, free trade, et cetera, that now they can't even feed themselves. And they now have to go to Russia and tell Russia, please let Ukrainian wheat leave the port of Mariupol so you can feed us. And guess what is happening? Russia is literally going in there and feeding themselves off of these people's farm, burning it down. So, so the food secure insecurity issue is about to explode bigger than we even even aware at this point. Yep. So, I mean, yes, this seemed like a gesture. Like I said, we shouldn't even be having sports, right? Because all hands should be on deck to deal with these larger issues that are going on around the world, not just in the Russian-Ukrainian situation. But we're here. And I don't know what else can we do. But, you well, know, like, I don't know. What would have been if, a more effective but, play? Because I, I agree. I think you agree with Wimbledon trying to make a play. And I'll let you right. close this out. What would have been a more effective play from a sports perspective, sporting body perspective? Well, I think all sporting body in general should have come together and been like, I'm sorry. Russian and Belarusian athletes need to go home. You, you cannot be here. We cannot sit here and eat with you and break bread with you and supper like this is not agreement. We should be doing this to other countries as well. Israel. You know, a lot of these, you know, Boko Haram countries. I mean, like again, I am not here to single out one country. I mean, like, put all these people on a barrel and drift, let them drift to sea. I mean, like, they're leaders. You know what I mean? Like, look. I mean, so you I, think that sport is a gift that countries should be rewarded for playing? Be, because, right? because, in some because ways, that's, we that's know, the point because you're making. we know how much the jingoistic, patriotic yes. nonsense is surrounding about sport. Yeah, we are sure. not just celebrating. Jamaica just does not celebrate Usain Bolt accomplishment because Usain Bolt is Usain Bolt. Yeah, they embolden being Jamaica. You know me, Jamaican, me this, whatever. <laughs> you know how that is, right? And yes. the same thing with Russian, because one of the things that became apparent that swimming now has banned a free, a free Russian athletes and tell them, look, y'all can't show up here and do this kind of nonsense. They are now being used as athletes. And in fact, one of the most interesting things, particularly with Russia, why I think countries have to ban Russian athletes and Belarusian athletes, those athletes become politicians. Yeah. It is a journey. I mean, also, this, this I mean, it's related to, do, it's, do, it's to the related, I mean, it's related to who comes and watches these people perform. And I know somebody right. said that once. Remember, because I told you, I was like, I think it's weird when a political figure shows up at a tournament and gives a nod to that person, especially if yeah. that person is above the sporting body. Like, I'm always like, mm, why is the king showing up here? Right. Like, you know, because mm, people are asking questions, right? You know, because I know, I, I, because one of the issue reasons why nothing moved on that figure skating issue is because people knew war was coming. So they figured that this would appease them because, and let me tell you oh, something, the Russian propaganda media went off on this nonsense. Oh, they're just, they're just jealous of the Russian athlete, but they can answer none of the good open questions. None of the doping questions. Why the doctor was well, there, et cetera, et cetera. But, but so, now you're just saying only some people, but we just made the case that only some people no, get asked open questions, right? No, so no, no, I no. That, no that's what I'm saying no. in the same field. No, I'm just, right, exactly. I, I said that, you know, that only yep. certain, if Rafa were Russian, we would have been asking questions since 2005. There would have yeah. been. 
Yeah. Right? People look maybe met Gabby Denko got thrown out of the fucking sport and he wasn't even <laughs> when he never even got to a major finals. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I, I'm just simply saying that you know, like this Fair this point. is not an easy conversation. But no, here's not. the thing: but war isn't easy, and, no. and pe- lives are being lost. And if we're gonna sit here and talk about proper decorum in terms of like we don't want to hurt their feelings, they're killing people. <laughs> people are dying. In countries around well, the world, I think, you know. Can I just say I think this is what's tricky about it, and I'll and and then I know we we need to wrap up, and it's to Janina's point, right? I think as much as people want to buy into your own individual pursuit, you do represent a nation. You know what I mean? Which is why I think when they take the flag down, I'm always like, I I still know it in my mind, people. You know what I mean? And I guess there's really this tension between you being perceived as an individual wholly. You know, Daniel Medvedev doesn't think he has anything to do with what's going on in Russian politics, right? Um, and part of one of the critiques I've seen, which is fair, is that when our government does things, we as individual Americans sometimes don't feel like we have a hand in it, right? We don't, we, we don't really, we didn't agree with some of the choices that our leaders made. And when the fuck are they telling us we can't go play somewhere? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's that tension for people. I'm not saying it's true or right, but I mean, that's the tension is like, who gets to hold people accountable? Who gets to be an individual citizen, an individual without their citizenship being called into question? Who gets all of those things lobbied? Like nobody told Americans where we could and couldn't go when when we were engaged in really poor actions. And I can, I get that, right? Because I want to feel like I'm, my, I'm on my own steam, right? Um, and so I guess, you know, I mean, I think I just think at the end of the day, it's not it's not an easy equation, but if it is to your point, Reels, if it is war, sacrifices have to be made and maybe all of us sacrifice sports? Is that the question? Because maybe if we were well, all well, sacrificing it, we would all feel some sense of com- camaraderie together. Know, there's the, you know, yes. it's just so convoluted what... Right? what the the governing bodies want you know at one point there was talk of well maybe medvedev should denounce putin publicly so that we know then then maybe we'll let him play like why would you even ask him to do that what about his family i don't care (laughs) what he believes or not he's fucked if he says he supports it he's fucked if he says he does it he's in a no-win situation regardless but he sure as hell cannot say that he disagrees with it and ever be able to expect to set foot in russia again and live but also, like, why no one are you even Chinese, doing that? And no one even asked Chinese players to do that. When the whole thing no. happened with, the, with China recently, everyone recognized the danger of a player particularly taking a position. So none of the Chinese players were asked anything about Peng well, Shui. Because like it was, every, we, we all understood. So, so know, I think it, it and is, again, yeah. this is bigger yeah. than this, and this is bigger than this, and this and weighs again, more. And I'm just, stu- it's fucking stupid. But, but here's the thing. I, I agree. And I, you know, you know, I was calling for the Olympics to be boycotted from China ages ago. <laughs> yes, ages I, ago. I mean, Reels is always on the side of let us just not give sport any time of day. Because, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's true. We, we, we are facing, we are, you know, not to be. It's a crisis. Yeah. Gloom and doom, whatever. We are facing many existential crises, crises yep. at the very same time time yeah all are very interconnected that is true but here's the thing we cannot approach these things as normal diplomacy 
and talk about I'm going to hurt his feelings and her feelings. Because let me tell you something. American athletes should be banned from ever going anywhere but staying in this fucking country. <laughs> because we don't even treat American athletes are not even treated correctly in America. Treat each other. Good. You understand what I'm saying? We know who gets on the team. We know who oh, will buy from teams, etc. And, and that I starts just at a very see, young age. And, and I'm just sitting to say this because, you know, and what gets to decide these things and who gets to it? A few men in rooms going mm-hmm. off about some bullshit, trying to relive themselves through these. I mean, we watched Hamilton. You know, <laughs> I didn't watch Hamilton. You did. You know, um, we watched it enough for you. That's good. <laughs> good for you. But you understand what I'm saying? And I said that we, we, we kind of we cannot at this point in time carry on as if it's business as usual to go about a lot of these things and any of these things because like i said this russian ukrainian crisis seemed like an isolated incident that people were ready to be like oh that's you know slavic bullshit you know ussr you know putin just want to get back ussr africa is about to be in the brink of salvation again and again and again and again and we are not trying to fix let's be you know like it doesn't have that same pull to the world and here, the, and, and then we over here talking about gas prices, but yet some fucking idiots could be in a fucking truck top, but they're gonna go after triper rate. At these gas prices, y'all are crying about, you are getting a U haul and driving someplace. Y'all should have been home knitting. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what? Like, okay. <laughs> okay, listen, we I get don't you. understand. We get you, you, you understand what I'm saying? So let, for me, at the very least, a, yep. at the very least, I mean, like, I get it, you know, that these athletes and whatever, your feelings are hurt and whatever. But here's the thing. I hear your hurt feelings. I hear your lost money. And I raise you lives. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll let we'll let that go. Okay. To round out the end, mm-hmm. Wimbledon is coming up, y'all. Oh, I'm... by the way, Coco looked the best. Just putting that out there. In terms of outfits? Best dress, Coco. Well, actually, that was such a good dress to have to hold up a trophy. I know yes. she held up a plate. But it was still a fabulous. Trip. It is the trophy. It is the trophy. <laughs> Am I the only one here that didn't like it? You didn't like the dress? No. Why? I you don't, don't like know. the combo? I mean, it it's New Balance. On place. principle, on principle, it's New Balance. We should never like New Balance. No, but, it's but they do a good job. An you didn't. You is it because you don't? Because I've seen you like some of these crazy outfits Serena wore, and I think that this improved that ballet look that Serena tried a couple of years ago. I thought the silhouette was amazing, yes. and it looked great on her. I didn't like all this mixing of patterns and colors. Oh and yeah, so that's what I did. Okay, didn't like. fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough with that. You like um, the ballet outfit, Janina? I hope you're gonna tell me no. Serena's? No, yeah. I didn't like. I, I mean, it, okay. it looked great Good in answer. pictures. It didn't look mm. great on it was, court. It wasn't effective on court. But mm. so, um, what, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get people used to us, um, on a podcast again. Are we going to get oh, together? Stop for it! We'll be here for. We'll be here live for a Wimbledon draw with a theme, motherfuckers. Ah! Janina is committing. We're committing. I'm committing. We're, listen, we're committing. I'm excited about Wimbledon. Um, Janina, I hope you know this is out in the world, so you can't come tell me. I, no. ah, yes, bitch. Know. Yes. Okay, okay so we, right. we listen. So I'm just gonna say, when we're is gonna that? Do a, no, I'm kidding. We're. I know. We're gonna give a quick preview of the Wimbledon draw show. All I have to say is Emma Raducanu, get your lipsticks ready, girls and boys, because. Ooh. Ooh. Emma Raducanu and Andy Murray had a wonderful little resurgence, which means the British press are going to be convinced that they're going to have a man's champ and a women's champ. 
So right. let's, I mean, all, let's all pray for they the won't put mixed doubles together. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I don't know. But let's play for the mantle of Andy Murray and poor okay. Emma Raducanu because I mean, the way the British doubles, are going to turn on these two and expect them to carry them over the hump. Poor things. Dan <laughs> Evans is right there, though. I mean, he's problematic. And but then Dan they're going to march right them there. through the streets naked and throw shit at them like on Game of Thrones when they Slow. lose. And shame. But you know what's funny? Shame. I wish the British shame. press understood because, I mean, the more they build up Emma, is the more um, Kanepi is going to be like, girl, come. Come, girl, come. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, you guys. It's, it's just been like, fun. It's, it's been just fun. forget Emma exists. Don't talk about Emma and let her, you know, like treat her like at the US Open. Just let her wiggle her way through that tournament. You know, because trust okay. me. Stop it, Luke. Listen, Angie already let y'all know that she's not on the Emma train. She's like, I won't do any praying for Emma. Sorry, not sorry. Listen, I'm not on the Emma train either. I'm on the, if I had to choose, it's not Emma. But I am going to really enjoy watching the British press really go crazy over the chances of these two. Um, and because they've increased the likelihood that they have a good shot because no Russians are playing. So there oh you go, God. Andy. We've cleaned up the Girl, draw for it's you. Best of five, though. I don't know how Andy's going. <laughs> oh, I have these. Listen, Andy, go to Rafa and ask how he did it on one foot. You two can do it on a hip. On, on, two a, on a hip. Yeah. Listen, ask the questions, honey. Call them up and, and say, Andrew, honey. You will be in Wimbledon, right? You will be at yes. Wimbledon. You'll I be in will London. I will say I, I spontaneously bought tickets to Wimbledon when somebody shared a link and said, Hey, you can buy tickets online. Did not know this was gonna be possible, y'all. It turned out to be possible. And here you go. I'm going to be going on the fourth of July celebrating America's founding in the UK, which is I guess appropriate. Um, so I'm going to go see some tennis um, and we'll see. We'll probably do a call from there. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what it means to not have Russians around after you just savaging Andy Wimbledon. always have an injury. Yes, Andrew does have an injury. Which, Andy, it is always powerful to enter a tournament with an injury. Just go and look at um, our last lovely person who emerged from with a title having been injured. And I'm not talking about Rafa. I'm actually talking about um, Petra Kvitova. I remember when she came in with a, what is it, uh, 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 an ab injury and lift that trophy at the end of the two weeks. So anything is possible. Mm, Venus. <laughs> Venus. I remember. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but congratulations to Venus and Serena for opening up their soft retirement. I mean, that is wonderful. Like, you know, y'all are out here and everyone is dragging Patrick and whatever. And Patrick is with Simona. But, you know, let's see if, you know, WWJ, I hope you can inspire me because the ATP ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm back for the return of Carlos Alcaraz, um, yes. a Spaniard to cheer, apparently. The new one. The formula mm-hmm. just now perfected. So we will be having pa- Carlos. I know. And everyone can now settle down because there will be no opportunities for zero of hate. And that is all good for us all that we can clear our palate with no, without any Sasha. He'll be returning most likely at the U.S. Open mm-hmm. because that injury was in a hospital bed. So that means less likely of us seeing Sasha. So I'm just going to leave you all with two thoughts and then Please. we can wrap it up. Please. One, um, is no list stuck at 20? No. Um, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nola is priming himself for a for resurgence. <laughs> He's going to win. <laughs> listen, I, I mean, listen, Nola needs your help, though, to stop Rafa from going for the calendar slam on one foot. So go ahead. Okay. And the second question is, so 
Rafa is going to be at Wimbledon, correct? Because he's halfway through the calendar slab. Of course. Why would he? Why would he give and up the chance for that? Rafa will be at Wimbledon. Think, do you all think Rafa is going to win Wimbledon? No, but he'll be I there. I actually don't think. I think this is one of those moments <clears throat> where the surface has always been, especially week one. If it depends on his draw, if he gets a draw like he usually gets after doing something amazing, and somebody decides to be in their feelings in the first week. I think you can eliminate him because I don't know. I think a numb foot is probably not going to be as good on um, grass. Go the foot ain't numb. Right? Moving on. <laughs> take, that, take that out of the equation. That is not a problem no, on the board. No, no, I, you know what? It all depends on the draw because not everybody is competent on grass. That's really ultimately the thing for me. So it depends on how. I think if he, if he's there in week two, he's definitely getting to the final. No, he ain't winning. I don't know though. Who's going to stop him though? I, I mean, like you say that, but who will stop him? Who, who somebody will, will stop, stop him. Who Rob, is that somebody? Grass is not Rafa's thing. But who the is that thing. somebody though? No. Baratini with that weak back. No, Girl, no. I mean, <laughs> like, well, these these questions. Hey, maybe more. it'll be Felix. Maybe it'll be like listen. You know, maybe Uncle Tony will say, will say Felix here, or maybe this is a coming of age moment for Felix, and Felix says, you know what? I'm good on this damn surface. It's probably going to be Alcaraz. Nah, Alcaraz. He's young. He's probably not. It won't be a Spanish I'm going to tell y'all right now. Icarus flew close to the sun, and I think Rafa figured out how to keep the wax from melting. He's going to win Wimbledon. (laughs) Bye. That's, I'm uh, telling you. I am we, telling you. Listen, I am telling you. Because I think, okay, all I right. That's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're going down that road, but your questions suggest that we will have some questions at our Wimbledon draw show. Yes, I'm we will. I'm looking forward to whatever I guess what? team we land I am on. back in the office so I could print for free. <laughs> oh, so you'll <laughs> actually fill out your draw? I filled it out last time. God damn it. I did. I did. I really did. You did you have Rafa winning the title or not? At the Australian Open. You know, I don't care about the French. But I have Rafa. Um... <laughs> You're horrible. I had Medvedev, and Medvedev had me for a while at the Australian Open. And then Medvedev said he got imposter syndrome. That's why they don't invite you to Wimbledon. That was why they said no, not coming to Wimbledon. <laughs> ATB, please stand up. I will say sit down and numb your legs. That's probably oh, a better shit. play. All right. Um, so we your will... shoulders, boo. Shoulders. <laughs> Do shoulders, boys. Shoulders. <laughs> don't <laughs> skip. Drop those don't bombs. Skip, don't skip I mean, shoulder day is what Reels is saying. <laughs> Forget leg day. Baratini exactly. is already Some on of us it. can't. We, we can't save the legs, you know, but I'm just saying <laughs> shoulders. Get those aces in play. So, well, boys and girls, um, ladies, um, I'm it's so happy fun. that we've been fun here. Janina, make sure that we can do this more often. <laughs> it is, you know, just saying. Yes, dear. Yes. Okay. We have God missed damn. you. It is all Yes, good. it is fun. And Listen, I miss all fans. We're just going to tune in like everyone and just do the slams, okay? Because our lives are too busy. And as Reels points out. We are in the midst of a catastrophe. Catastrophe. Please don't hate us because we can't see tennis. There's an S. <laughs> I know. I think. Mm. Oh, right. and there's also the possibility just throwing it out there that we might all be in DC Ooh. at the same time. Yes, Ooh. yes. So we might yes. do a live audience, real life taping. I mean, like oh, I don't know if we're gonna have shit. it, but you know. Oh yes. We have to put on makeup. We're going to the nation. Who does? Capital. You have to put on makeup. Why? I'm fucking <laughs> cute without a, it. 
Shut up. <laughs> We're going to the nation's capital to see Sloane capture her slam. Their city oh, opens Lord. slam. And maybe TFO capturing his city open slam. If so. we survive, because the food day is horrible, so we might just die of starvation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Between inflation, gas prices, supply chain issues. Wow. I mean, I the heat. So. Luke, it was lovely to see you. Zenobia was fabulous as well. Thank you Tony, all for popping Angie. in. Angie, Tony, and Bree, even though we went hard, um, hopefully. They it was left. Crazy. Alec, Lucky yeah. Lang, you're here. Mm-hmm. And two olia two Some wonderful points um yep listen i saw oh uh, here i saw we said luke mm-hmm. Fabulous. and other people bf <laughs> and parma mac yes Is parma, parma mac, mac made and cheese? Some really great parma i think your point about and dante what, taylor what is that there felix should feel like is really <laughs> but i appreciate it say moi christopher doyle was here is here oh wow janina you didn't do your job today you weren't looking at the chat oh you were typing it. in the chat but you were not <laughs> all right let's round you all up good night yes. right. good night Yay. everyone good night have a good night, lovely night. sunday and bye we did bye. a very tight we did a very tight one hour and 56 minutes so, perfect right on target <laughs> Right on target. My 90-minute target held you exactly right. Two hours. Because you had scheduled for two hours. Perfect. Of course I did. Good Um, night, good evening, and have a good day. Oh, wait. You know, and we can say. (laughs) Pitiful. So bad. Pitiful. (sighs) Ciao. Ciao.